Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Marathon Author. I'm James S. Aaron, and this is a show where we help you become a better creative entrepreneur. Last week, I talked about having some real struggles with where my motivation was coming from. I talked about sometimes you might have an internal locus of control or an external locus of control. And what that would mean is if if you have a external locus of control, that means that you are highly motivated by being part of a team, by having deadlines that are given to you by someone else. And if you have an internal locus of control, that just means that you're internally motivated. You can set your own deadlines. You can make things happen on your own for whatever reasons you have that you feel strongly about. <laughs> so when it comes to, you know, an artistic endeavor like writing a book or, you know, making something using your creative skills that you plan to sell, there can be a bunch of external factors that help you be motivated, but you quickly will realize that it can be hard to be motivated, especially creatively when uh, you're just you're just not feeling that, even if you've got to make the money. And that can become a real challenge. Uh, that's something that can really kind of wear at you. <laughs> over time. So I, I kind of talked through that, like where I see that for myself personally, I think I've got a mix of both. Although I would say I'm mostly externally motivated, but a lot of that comes from just what I have in my life, right? I've got a family I need to take care of. I've got not a lot of bills I need to pay because I've put a lot of focus on paying off as many of those bills as I possibly can. But you know, we got to pay the mortgage. We got to buy groceries. We got to put gas in the car. All those things take money. And with the, the work that I do right now, the way the money comes in with Amazon, as far as writing goes, is it's a mix of, I've got monthly income that comes from work I did in the past. And then I, if I want that income to, to continue, I have to do more work. <laughs> and then I have deadlines that are ongoing with different projects. And I have come to realize in this uh, past year that I need external deadlines. Like if I'm going to have a project that's my sole personal project, I will find ways to allow that to slide by letting other things in my life kind of get in the way. You know, things with family, um, you know, you're about to go out to the office and something happens with the toddler, you have a diaper blowout. I mean, there's really no getting around that. But other things, making breakfast for the family, um, you know, just, just stuff that has a way of kind of pushing on, say, that time you meant to get out to work, and then also weighing on your mind when you're out working. And it becomes really easy to allow yourself to get distracted if you know you're working on something for, for me anyway versus something for someone else. So thinking about that, the, the idea I had come up with was motivational inception, which if you've seen the movie Inception, it's about dreams within dreams within dreams. And if you know that you're a person who is externally motivated, you can come up with ways to motivate yourself using those external methods, right? So if you're a writer and you know that you need editing done, well, you can work with an editor and they set a deadline and then you can't miss that deadline because if you do, you're going to not be in their editing queue or if you're working with another writer who has, you know, say a publishing schedule and you miss a deadline, you're not going to be on the schedule like you needed to be. So these are ways you can set deadlines, even though technically you are, uh, you're creating those deadlines for yourself. So that's still a form of self-motivation. So thinking about that, you know, I, and that's one of the things that like, I can know all the right answers and then I still don't do the thing I need to do. 
and and after the show last week i was contacted by um an acquaintance here in town that i know does author coaching and we had met a couple times i know they're um a a legit person her name is valerie ison and she does um, a lot of great work with writers both as an editor and a coach and we had a conversation last week and i kind of realized that that's something that could help me quite a bit so i signed on to we're going to do some coaching we're going to meet twice a month going forward um for probably about six months to see to see how that helps because the other thing that i've i've done as a person who i try to be really a pro uh professional i guess about what i'm doing i know how much money i need to make and how long i've got before that money runs out i know that i need to increase my income um uh, and if I don't do that within six months, it's time to find, it is time to find a part-time job, which is something I talked about last time. Like, do I need a part-time job as a way to kind of fill time and make my time more precious to me? And as I look at, you know, how much money you can make from a part-time job, especially one that would fit the hours I need to do, like, can I make up that much money with another book project? And it would be better if I did that because that will make me money in the long term, you know, I continue to make income from books. Whereas if I go and, you know, there's nothing wrong with selling coffee in the morning, but if I do that, I'm only get paid, getting paid once for that labor, right? As opposed to getting paid um, on and on for the the writing that I've done. So, so yeah, um, I know that I've got a deadline. I know that I need to make that make this happen. And one of the things that I have not done in my career is kind of invest in myself this way with coaching. So we talked through some different things, you know, and one of the, one of the difficulties is that I know all the right answers. I'm just maybe haven't pinpointed why I'm having a block with any certain project or why, like, I know I'm a person that can write 10,000 words in a day, but trying to actually figure out like what it was that kind of triggered that, like, knowing what I wanted to write, knowing where I wanted to go, having a strong handle on the characters, really being invested in the characters. Um, those are the kind of things that make it possible for me to do that, to have a really productive day. And I would love to have even half of that kind of productive day on a regular basis. If I do that, I could meet all of my financial um, needs, right? So, so I chose to invest in myself. The other thing that I have not done a lot of is I, it's kind of funny because I talked about this with a friend of mine and I, my feeling is that I don't talk about myself a lot. And he was like, well, you, you have the podcast. I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, but this would be more in talking to someone else. You know, the thing about doing these kinds of journals is that I'm wanting to capture a frustration that I'm having or a lesson I've learned, and I'm hoping it can help someone else. And working with a coach, I would hope to be able to share things like this and then get some feedback that's really uh, specific to to what I need to figure out. And I have not done therapy myself, but I have plenty of friends who have, and they seem to have gotten a lot out of it. And it often seems that like therapy, uh, at least on the level that I've experienced it, is just having that opportunity to, to talk to someone about a specific issue and get some feedback on it. <laughs> we often know the thing that we need to do. It's just helpful to hear it said back to us. And then also to kind of set some accountability and to follow up on that accountability. And I think when you put your money where your mouth is and you're paying for something, um, like, yeah, obviously you could let that go and not do what you need to do. But um, 
I know what I need to get done and I'm just looking for a little bit of help to get there. So I'm really excited about working with Valerie and doing coaching since it's not something I've done since I was, you know, in high school playing sports. So, I mean, there was plenty of coaching, I guess, in the army, we had a sort of counseling process. And then when I was with Target, there was a whole mentorship process with their management team. But it often felt like you were you were just there to check a box or you were there to um, kind of make the other person feel good. <laughs> and it feels like this, uh, my hope is that this will be very different. So I'm looking forward to it. We're going to talk twice a month and I will, I'll let you know how that goes because it's not that I, I've looked down on coaching or not felt that coaching was useful. It's just, I had often felt that I hadn't found a coach that maybe knew more than I did. And I've come to a place to realize that it's not about the coach knowing more than you do or having the answers that you don't. It's how good are they at facilitating or helping you find your own accountability. You know, so ultimately as I learn in this process of figuring out this new career that I'm, I'm committed to making work of being a creative entrepreneur, being a writer who, you know, makes income. Um, I need to find that internal locus of control, or I need to set up systems that make it work because I want to. Um, and even if I did end up going to find some other source of income for a period of time, that's still in service of the, um, the greater goal, right? And that's something I've actually thought would be really cool about being a writer is that you would have the freedom or even, I shouldn't even say being a writer, like being a person who works at home, who has income that is separate of the hours that you work, no matter what that is, you know, if it's drop shipping or Etsy art or something like that, I think part of why we want to do that work is to create the freedom to go do whatever. And for me, like it kind of refills my tank to be around people doing other things, working in interesting systems. And you know, everything is a system. Starbucks is a system. Fast food is a system. It's, it's interesting to spend time learning how that works and seeing how people sort of interact with it. Um, the downside right now, I, I really am not motivated to work outside the house because of COVID. And I don't want to introduce a vector into our house with people that I can't control that kind of thing. So that's another um, good motivator to use this coaching as an opportunity to find find systems for myself to create, uh, you know, I don't want to say more work, but just knowing that I, if I can just do a certain amount of work every day, I will, I'll be able to make the income that I want. So, so yeah, I'll keep you posted about how, how that goes. Um, I'm excited about it. Our first session is not going to be until the 6th of December, but I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, other coaching situations that I've been really fortunate to be part of, you know, there's my Slack group with a um, group of uh, really highly talented and motivated writers that I'm working with. And we all share our ups and downs weekly, what we're going through, kind of lessons we've learned, industry things that we're looking at. And that's really valuable. But again, that's about helping the group. Um, and even though we do sort of dig into things that each person might be going through, um, my feeling is that it's a different dynamic. So we'll see how that works. Maybe I'll discover that that does serve that purpose and I'm just not asking the right questions or putting the right kind of effort into into the group. I don't know. My, my feeling is that I tend to focus more on other people as opposed to talking about myself. And also I think just using Slack, which is what, or Slack and Zoom, which is what we're using to talk. Like it's, 
I have a hard time carrying on a, a really a group conversation on Zoom. It feels like it's really easy to be distracted or it's just kind of a surface thing. So um, I don't know. I'll keep you I'll keep you posted on that. So what are some other things that have been going on? This last week I I made some really good breakthrough breakthroughs on my project with MD Cooper, um, our book Fire Upon the Worlds. I had it'd been a process of editing through previous work that had all been done and now I've reached a point where I'm I'm writing forward again and it feels really good to be doing that. So I've made some good word counts on that and my goal is to actually be done or pretty much mostly done by the end of this week. Obviously the holiday is gonna get in the way with that and I am, am going to work on Thursday, but I won't be working as much as I normally would. And we're going to be having a, a dinner celebration. So that's, that needs to be the focus of the day. And I'm going to be making it the focus of the day. So I highly recommend if you, you know, if you're time blocking, which I, I do strive to time block to make each hour, you know, important, then when it comes time to be with family, like, I do my best to be with family. And that's kind of a difficult lesson I've learned. But like when five o'clock rolls around, I stop, I turn off the lights in the office, I close things down, I go. That way I'm not sort of letting work hang over into the rest of the family time. And this is criticism I've received and I've really taken it to heart that, you know, well, you're always thinking about something else. And I don't want to be thinking about something else. I want to be there with my family. And so that's something I've really been thinking about on Thanksgiving. And we're going to spend some time cooking good food. Um, my wife's already making a pie crust, which I'm pretty excited about because we're going to have some homemade pie, which is going to be really good. And, uh, and yeah, it'll be a good time. And I want to go into it with my, my whole mind. Right. So I recommend that if you, if you don't do things like that, or if you talk to somebody who's like, yeah, I work all the time. It's like, well, if you're working all the time, are you really enjoying the things that, uh, that work is, is giving you right. Um, I'm, that's something I've become really aware of at this point in my life. And I, it kind of ties into the whole idea of like appreciating working from home and working for myself, appreciating the work I get to do is that it gives me, it affords me a lot of time with my family that I wouldn't have had otherwise. And other jobs I've had where, you know, you work 60, 70 hours a week, especially this time of year, or you have a job that is always sitting in the back of your mind, you know, as you're waiting for something to potentially happen that weighs on you and it makes it hard to be present with your family. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'll keep you posted on how that, how that turns out. (laughs) Um, let's see other things this week. So this is my first video log along with the podcast. And so if you're listening, um, I had kind of created some roadblocks for myself in also wanting to do a video component of the, uh, the podcast I've been doing for quite a while. And this kind of ties into some other things that have been going on with the, the worry about, am I making enough money? And this is a lot of like thinking I was doing last week, like, okay, what could I do to make more money with the tools that I have and the time that I have? And one of the things I thought about was, well, why don't I do more YouTube stuff? Well, I think that's a really, um, it's a rabbit hole that you can find yourself going down. That's not going to give you what you want. (laughs) And, and it, I have, I come back, like I think about it and I, this all kind of started with, you know, Sunday I watched a informational, um, live video with a really popular YouTuber that, you know, just like Mark Dawson's SPF mastery, self-publishing formula mastery class. Um, they have a class that teaches people how to be, you know, YouTubers. And 
there's probably certainly ways to be successful at that. But for me personally, it comes back to what are my core values? What is the thing that I enjoy doing that I want to do that is currently making me income? And why would I spend a bunch of time figuring out how to do something that's really time consuming to be good at it that would take away from the thing that's actually making money? (laughs) Well, it's because the thing that is making me, you know, the thing that I enjoy, the thing that is my my work right now, writings, telling stories is hard right now. And so like me being the way I am, I start looking around for other little things to draw my attention. And quite often that, that gets tied to, you know, I get this itch to like spend money and, and buy, buy things. And so having a new hobby or idea of way to make income is like something I could spend money on. And so I have tried to become really aware of that. And for me personally, you know, I have kind of a, a mantra I repeat, I repeat to myself, you know, my time is best spent writing. My time is best spent storytelling. You know, I think if you were a person who does video and you are a person who, you know, maybe you're not meeting your goals with that. Like maybe your, your time is best spent recording video, <laughs> you know, what, whatever it is. But for me, that's not the case. But I was, I was thinking about the fact that, okay, I do record this. I enjoy it. I would, I would like to do video, but I need to probably do it for reasons that are not income based, right? For me, it's more about like discoverability or doing things over time that could potentially become income down the road. But I think the thing about, you know, video in general is that you're not going to expect to make money anytime soon. Um, Certainly not doing these kind of video journals. (laughs) So if I, if I can, you know, reach three people and help them out. I think I've been a success. I've been successful, but that's not what pays the bills on YouTube. Right. So, so yeah, I spent like, I wasted hours looking at that. I setting up the camera, playing with it, finding different ways to, um, like frame the shot. And finally I just stopped. I was like, this was getting in the way of even recording the podcast, which is something I enjoy doing. And so I needed to just just set things up and, and hit record, you know, so that's where we are and that's what's happening. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. And that's been a lot of this last week as I've been, I've really found that as I bang my head against certain obstacles in my work, I start looking around for like sort of end arounds, you know, that are not doing the thing that I need to be doing, which is, which is just writing and, and so I'm, I'm spending some time thinking about that and kind of digging into it. Um, is it the project itself? You know, I think I talked about this last week. I like the project. I like the characters. Why am I having a hard time moving forward? You know, I can replot, remake a list of things that are happening to the characters, dig into how they feel about it. Um, and again, it sits down to just, you got to have your butt in the chair, you got to have your hands on the keyboard, and you need to push forward. And when I do that, I'll typically get over a hump and, and get to a place that is happy and smooth sailing, but it takes a little while to get there. So that's, that's what I'm doing is finding ways to make myself do that. (laughs) And the coaching, I think we part of that, but there's also just the day to day of come in the office. I don't even sit down at the chair. I go to, I have a standing desk. I stand at the desk. I boot up my word processor and I start writing and I try to remove as few obstacles as possible between me and doing that because it feels like once I get out and start doing that, then I get to the place I want to be. And 
one of the things that I kind of harp on is, you know, consistent cumulative creation. Three C's. I should make some kind of logo about that. But it might not feel like you're accomplishing something in the moment, but when you look back at the week, at the month, at the year, you can see that you have accomplished quite a bit. One of the things that was funny to me in talking with Valerie was when I was kind of beating myself up because I felt like I had not met my writing goals for the year and I'd only had six books come out last year. And she kind of looked at me like I was crazy. (laughs) And for me, that feels like not a lot. Like I would love if I could just write 3000 words a day, I could get to, you know, 10 to 11 to 12, 12 books in a year. And that doesn't feel crazy to me. That's where I'd like to be because that's honestly, when you break it down, I've done that before. That's not a lot of effort every day, but you, you do have to do all the, like the planning work to make that happen. So that's the kind of thing I'm digging into right now is how to make that planning work, um, make sense for me and work for me and also be realistic about the people I'm comparing myself to, because like Mal Cooper is, you know, writing, uh, two books a month. (laughs) So I'm not, I'm not beating myself over that, but I am really thinking about my process and, you know, I, I mentioned before that, you know, most people when they're writing as their sole job, they, they see a decrease in productivity and I'm really feeling that right now. So, so yeah, that's been, that's been the week. There's been a lot of self-reflection around that. Uh, I had a question I wanted to touch on. Um, how do I plan this show slash podcast slash video log? And how do I plan if I'm doing mostly journal updates And the reason I'm doing journal updates right now is because with a toddler, it's what I can do. And I think (laughs) you got to double down on what you can do, right? So even with, even with a journal update, I still take notes on what I want to talk about. I still tend to have kind of a central subject I'd like to touch on something I've been mulling over in my mind. And that way I, I have a thing that I can hopefully share with folks because I don't want this to be total navel gazing. And Chad, who asked this question, I know he's, he's still working full time and he's also writing. And I think that the kind of prep stuff that I do for, you know, this show can also be really useful for like marketing that you might be working on if you're doing a newsletter or you've got social media stuff you want to share. I think, you know, I'll sit down and just make a list of things that I've, I've kind of been thinking about or working on. And it helps me reflect on what is weighing on my mind but it also helps organize my thoughts when I do sit down to talk. And it's funny because these last three shows that I've done, I'd felt really scattered. And this is the first show actually, as I've been talking and and making my notes, that I felt a little more like I was getting back to where the show used to be before I started a a break, which was like last year, or I felt like I, my thoughts were kind of organized. I don't know what it is about COVID that I felt my thoughts have not been organized. And I felt just really, scattered and flailing around and not quite sure what I wanted to do. And I think there's an overarching theme there with (laughs) moving into the, um, moving into a new role, working in a new way, producing work in a different way, uh, and not being part of the team that I used to be because my, my job was mainly leading a team and we had a team product. And so there was a lot of accomplishment around working with the team. But one of the things about working with a team is that you don't do all the work, right? (laughs) And and now I'm doing all the work. So organizing my thoughts so that I create that consistent work is something I've really been um, working on. So organizing things for a journal type podcast show can be really valuable. It's been valuable for me. 
And that's, that's how I approach that. And as I do it, it tends to other things kind of come into play there, other stuff I've been working on. Um, and that turns into, you know, a little less than 30 minutes of stuff I wanted to talk about. If it was going to be more of an interview style show, I would probably do the same kind of journal update, but then get into, uh, you know, some background on whoever I was talking about. And then, you know, I, I would take time to come up with questions based on the research that I had done. Um, but it tends to sort of follow the same, the same format. I like that format. I also really like video journals. I like, I like journals in general because I like to see other people's stories. And that's one of my motivations behind doing this is hopefully my story can, can help folks. And even my, my vague mentions of things like, you know, intermittent fasting and uh, sobriety and stuff like that. Um, just me mentioning it might be helpful to someone else to go seek out more information um, on one of those subjects. And if it could be helpful to them, then that's awesome. That's what I want. So, so yeah, I think that's everything I wanted to talk about. Um, for next week, I, my goals are pretty basic right now. I really want to cons- continue my consistency with these journals, continue getting my work done every day. I am going to be finishing Fire Upon the Worlds, and then it'll be time to jump back into Galaxy Sword, which is the project I'm working on um, for Variant Publications. And that story is rolling along, too. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I just need to get, I really need to get Fire Upon the Worlds just done so it's kind of off my mind right now so I can focus on some other things. But I'm excited for that book to be, uh, for that story to be finished so we can kind of move on to the next phase. Like this piece of that story was also very transitional. We still have two books to finish in that series and I'm excited to kind of cleanse the palette and move on to the next piece. <laughs> so, cause that leads me into the next to the next of 2021 for the writing that needs to be done. So, okay. Well, Hey, thank you for taking the time to check in. Let me know how you're doing and uh, some challenges you might be having or concerns. What are you thinking about to motivate yourself going into the new year? Uh, This is something that I'm starting to think about. I don't like to just hang on the new year as a time for, you know, setting new challenges and things like that. Like, I think if you're going to challenge yourself to do something, you should just jump in and do it. But I am also definitely thinking about 2021 as a pivotal year because, like I said, I need to bring our income up or I need to find some new income streams for the family so we can keep doing what we're doing. So, all right. Thanks very much for checking in. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Mm -hmm.